everybody welcome back to the podcast i am your host mandy and the podcast is not about pie <laughs> figured i'd throw that out because sometimes i do get that where people ask oh is it about different kinds of pies and no it's not it's about paranormal investigation and exploration or pie pie for short um and speaking of food we have to talk about our wonderful sponsor el yucateco hot sauce so El Yucateco, a fantastic hot sauce company, and it's not just, you know, your typical regular hot sauce. They have, yeah, there's red and green hot sauce, but they have different flavors. So there's Chipotle, which is my ultimate fla- my ultimate favorite flavor. Um, it's more of like a smoky barbecue-y type one, Chipotle flavor. Um, and then they have a jalapeno, which is a jalapeno type flavor. And it's not that spicy, but you get the flavor of the jalapeno without the heat. Um, And then you have black and triple X if you want something more strong, if you're looking for that really strong heat type of hot sauce. But again, like I said, there's the also initial red and green. If you just want plain, you know, your regular hot sauce, I just recommend those because they are really good flavors and not super spicy. I tried Chipotle on ribs for the first time um, in my rib barbecue sauce that I made and they turned out amazing. And I don't know if it's because I did ribs on the barbecue for the first time or if it was the Chipotle or a wonderful combination of the two, but it was fantastic. So I mixed it in with um, some other homemade barbecue sauce, you know, like just ketchup and Worcestershire and seasoning and all that, threw some Chipotle in and the flavor was amazing. It really came through, but it wasn't overpowering and it wasn't too spicy it was really perfect so I really enjoyed that there's a nice uh, option for you if you're looking for something along those lines so check out El Yucateco hot sauce you can find them all over social media online at shop and just check out everything <laughs> everything El Yucateco um, I can't I can't stop talking about them enough I was a fan of them before they became a sponsor and I'm a fan of them now basically even while they are a sponsor so that's just uh what I suggest so as well we have to talk about Podbelly Podbelly is the network that we're on for all those other wonderful podcasts that you could listen to they have a little bit of everything um there is Path of Legends, Hillbilly Horror Stories, Nerds on Topic and Sofa King Podcast so Whatever you're looking for, you will find on Podbelly. So with that, let's get into our episode. This episode is on Old Yellowtop. And you may be wondering, what is Old Yellowtop? Seen from the shore that it's some kind of creature and you are correct. It is a cryptid. Cryptids are my favorite. Um, I love doing episodes on cryptids because they're just interesting to me. I've always been interested in cryptozoology and animals and those kind of mysterious creatures and trying to investigate them. I mean, I like to believe in Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and all those kind of things because, I mean, why not? It makes our world less boring to have these fantastical creatures out there. So I thought it would be fun to do one on another one that's from Ontario, um, specifically in southern Ontario. Hasn't been sighted anywhere else. Um, So... With Bigfoot, I mean, you'd be familiar that there's Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Yeti to a point where it's always sort of a big hairy ape creature. And they're basically found everywhere, right? So, I mean, most of 
North America, you know, the United States and Canada, over in Europe, over in Russia and Asia, there's always some kind of big hairy ape-like creature. And with this case, with Old Yellowtop, it's concentrated to one town. So it's kind of interesting that way, um, that it's different and not something that's seen all around the world, um, but kind of leads evidence to maybe there is, you know, Bigfoot or Bigfoot-like creatures out there. Maybe these are just different species for them. I mean, you have different offshoots of, you know, other animals, right? Most mammals. So there's different kinds of apes. There's different kinds of dogs and, and wild wolves and things. So why couldn't there be different kinds of humanoid ape creatures out there around the world? Uh, so old Yellowtop is, like I said, a Bigfoot type cryptid. Um, the reports come from Cobalt, Ontario, and there's only sightings from 1906 to 1970. So a period of 64 years, which is kind of strange that it's just one small period of time and there really hasn't been anything since then. Um, it's reported to stand between seven to eight feet tall, appeared to weigh almost 400 pounds, covered in dark brown, almost black hair, walked upright. Very similar to Bigfoot reports. The height, the weight, the hair over his body definitely seems Bigfoot, Bigfoot-like, I guess you'd say. Um, and the only difference is that this creature was said to have yellowish blonde hair on the very top of his head which led to its name Old Yellowtop <laughs> um, and it's a feature that I guess was very unique to this creature itself. So you don't really hear reports of Bigfoot or Sasquatch having uh, like a patch of blonde hair on top. It's always all completely brown whether it's light brown, dark brown, brown, almost black. You don't really hear of them having different colors or patterns. So this was the first one that I'd heard that had different colors and I thought that was kind of interesting. And again, to me, it kind of lends more, I guess, credence to the fact that maybe there is a creature because there would be different colors. They will, wouldn't just be the exact same color, right? Like even gorillas, you have the silverbacks and stuff. So, so the first sighting of Old Yellowtop was in 1906. In September 1906, a group of men were building the head frame of the Violet Mine east of Cobalt, Ontario, and they spotted the creature. There's not really many details of this case, and my guess is because it was 1906 that the men may not have been taken seriously. I mean, obviously they probably weren't taken seriously at this point in time. I mean, I don't know how many Bigfoot sightings there were in the early 1900s. My guess is these men were probably just considered crazy or it was dismissed or maybe they didn't even really report it to officials they could have just reported it to you know their friends or family or something like that so it's not really surprising that there's not a whole lot of details for this case um, so the next report comes in 1923 and this sighting was reported in July and Old Yellowtop was allegedly seen by two prospectors who thought it was a bear until they threw a stone and it stood up on its hind legs. So experienced woodsmen named J.A. McCauley and Lauren Wilson were taking samples, um, test samples, of their mining claims northeast of Wetlawfer Mine near Cobalt. 
Then they saw what they initially thought was a bear eating blueberries out in the field. Uh, with courage that bordered on recklessness, Mr. Wilson threw a stone at the animal to try and scare it away. And the creature stood up and growled at them and ran into the night. Wilson said that the head had kind of yellow on the top of it and the rest of it was black like a bear, but he had never seen such a bear. So this reporting, um, you know, with a little bit more detail in it, kind of just explains that it may be considered to be a bear. And I don't know how many Bigfoot sightings are bears being mistaken for Bigfoot. I mean, especially in Canada and a lot of our forests and probably in places in the United States like the Pacific Northwest or, you know, when you get in the thick forest and along the Appalachian Trail, like we have a lot of bears, um, especially there's like black bears and brown bears and they can get pretty big <laughs> when they stand up on their hind legs. You know, you can kind of see how big they are and you kind of notice they're a bear though. And Something that's very unnerving is seeing a bear walk on its hind legs. I mean, I sh there's lots of videos online of viral ones um, where it's bears just sort of cruising along, <laughs> walking along on their hind legs like they're people. And it's something that's just a little bit unsettling because it's unnatural. So I think that if this had been a bear, it would have kind of stood out that, yeah, that's definitely a bear and it's unsettling that's on its hind legs. But when you see it stand up, and it's clearly not a bear, and it runs off into, you know, into the night, <laughs> then, yeah, it's probably maybe something that's different, or, but it's definitely something that stands out where, like, you'd be able to tell if it was a bear or not. Even though, I mean, the feasting on blueberries, that's a typical bear thing, so that's probably why they initially thought it was a bear. So then the next sighting is in 1947, um, in April, uh, the half man, half beast <laughs> that is supposed to be roaming the wilds around the cobalt mining camp was supposedly seen again by a woman and her son who lived near Gillies Depot while they were walking along the tracks in the cobalt. It was early spring. The woman was wary of stumbling onto young bear cubs and their protective mothers in the area. So she jumped when a large shadow in the periphery of her vision moved towards the tracks. The woman, who did not want her name to be made public, said she noticed a dark hairy animal with a light head ambling off the tracks into the bushes near Gilly's Lake. She said she did not get a clear look at the thing, but said it walked very much like a man. The sighting is the third report, and a search party was formed to try and find old Yellowtop, but they found no evidence of it. So, there you go. There's another reporting that's around the mine, and I think that that's something to make a note of. Um, but this time, yeah, like, so she told the authorities that they're, you know, she saw something in there. This time, I think they actually believed her because um, they did form a search party to try and go and find something. Um, but they didn't. So, you know, there's a, there's a little bit more credence to it. I mean, people did seem to take her seriously to try and go find what it was that she saw. So the fourth and final sighting of Old Yellowtop occurred in August in 1970. 27 miners on their way to work the graveyard shift at Cobalt Load Mine could have lost their lives when the bus in which they were riding went out of control and almost plunged down a nearby rock cut. Bus driver Amos Latriel, who had been driving on the route for the last four months, said a dark form which walked across the road in front of him had startled him. At first I thought it was a big bear, but then I turned to face it 
in the headlights, and I could see that some light hair had almost downed its shoulders. It could not have been a bear. Although no one was hurt, Mr. Luttrell said he did not know if he continued to drive the bus. I've heard of this thing before, but never believed it. Now I'm not so sure. One of the miners at the front of the bus said he caught a brief glimpse of the creature. Larry Cormack said it looked like a bear to me at first, but it didn't walk like one. It was all kind of stooped over. Maybe it was a wounded bear. I don't know. Mr. Cormack added that he did not believe that the Precambrian shield men existed anyway. My father used to talk about it, but I've seen it up close, he pointed out. So there's the fourth and final sighting again by the mine. And that's something I kind of want to point out with this um, is that all the, the sightings seem to be concentrated around this mine area. So, I mean, that would lead you to think that maybe it lived near the mine, that there was something I was looking for in the area. Maybe it liked the minerals, you know, maybe it wanted something specific in the mine for eating or for its habitat, you know, for sleeping, building its nest down there. Um, but all the sightings did seem to be concentrated around this mine. So then the other thing that I guess, and I hate talking about cryptids where maybe they're not really cryptids, is maybe potentially is a bear that is, that has like some of his hair changed from the color of the mine. I mean, a lot of mines you get sulfur, you get other kind of minerals that can bleed into the groundwater or just in the area. Maybe it was something that happened when it was a small cub and it rubbed against it and, you know, that kind of bleached its hair or something like that. I mean, the sightings are only concentrated to a period of 64 years. I don't know how long, you know, some bears live. I don't think it's 64 years, but I don't know if, you know, maybe it's just some kind of other species of bear. Um, the fact that it's a cryptid that was only seen for a period of 64 years and there's only four reported accounts of it, there's not really a lot of information on it, but I thought it was a pretty interesting topic to do. Um, and I always like Bigfoot type <laughs> creatures and stories. So, um, again, it's a short one, but I find it interesting. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was a bear that kind of got its fur bleached or lightened for some reason. Maybe it's a different species of bear, but to have a different species you'd want, you'd, you'd need like, like similar offshoots, right? So they need to mate and everything. So maybe it was just a weird miscolored bear or again it's some other bigfoot that looks different maybe it just has different markings for the area and it was only seen you know those amount of times because bigfoot's not really seen that often right so that's uh that's the story of old yellowtop again i apologize it's a short one i know but you know what it's not a very long case i guess but we can talk about another fantastic giveaway. So when the show goes live, I'm going to be doing another giveaway um, partnered with El Yucateco and the podcast myself because I've got some wonderful new stickers in. So look out on social media um, for the post. Be sure to like, comment, share all those things when you see it. You can get a wonderful sticker pack because who doesn't love stickers? You can stick stickers everywhere. Um, and I just love the look of the the podcast ones. I know it's like tuning my own horn, but I think they're really cool um, looking like the Ouija board planchettes. So hopefully you guys are digging those designs as well. 
So be sure to check those out on social media when you see the post and you could get some uh, stickers that way. So hopefully you enjoyed this shortish one on old yellow top and we're going to have a lot more interesting ones. Like I said, our cryptids are kind of super interesting to me. So I'm always on the hunt for more cryptids. So even if you know of cryptids that I haven't talked about, be sure to reach out on social media as well, because I'm always looking, you know, for more show ideas and would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast and as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.